Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavalawa. Quarterback, Alabama. What's up, everybody? Will Brinson here with the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. We are doing a live bonus podcast. I guess it's not live, but you get the point. Immediate reaction to Tua Tungavailoa being selected number five overall by the Miami Dolphins. And to break it down with me, the one, the only, Raleigh legend, Chip Patterson. Uh, on his own lasers, his own air horns. Like, like seriously, can can we this. at least start with a moment of appreciation for not overthinking this? Because well, actually, before anybody, okay, before, anybody before who watched that, oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, no, on. No, 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 I don't. I agree. I agree completely with you, and I think I think we do need to acknowledge that. I want I want to take a uh, a moment of appreciation and um for what the Dolphins did during this draft season. Because okay. they had three, 18, and 26, five, 18, and 26, excuse me. The prevailing logic was you need to get to two to get to Tua, and you have to overpay the Redskins for it. They didn't want to give up any of their picks. They put out this crazy smoke screen that they didn't like Tua, that they hated his injury history, that they liked Herbert better, that they liked Jordan Love better, blah, 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 all this crap. And, uh, and as it turns out, all a lie because the Dolphins did indeed love their man, Tua Tungavailoa, and to your point, Chip, I think you're right. Like, just don't overthink it. Take the better quarterback. No, no, there was, it was um, – he was the guy going into the season. You tank for Tua. Uh, he was the guy basically until he injured his hip. And I think that with the hit rate of a quarterback, with the hit rate of a first-round pick in general, you just – you just buy into the Tua experience. And that was one thing that I wanted to not try to come overly cliche on because so many prospects get pumped up as the good guy, the high character guy. You talk about how great it is that his family's all around him. But the thing that I can feel honestly uh, from my experience with Tua is that he's got a positivity and a focus that is infectious and it rubs off on the rest of his teammates and it informs a lot of the way he goes about his business. Why would you not bet on that character to be able to go through not only this injury, but yeah, yeah you know what? At some point, Tua's going to roll his ankle. All right. I've right. watched that lefty get out there, move around the pocket, try and do extra things because he's got incredible talent and he's going to get rolled up on and he's going to miss like two games. But you know what? Again, I'm buying into the character of somebody who's not going to let that set him back all the way. Yeah. I also think the other thing too is like this isn't 1975. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, we're not, it's not like, like Terry Bradshaw, you know, like Terry Bradshaw had to retire because he had Tommy John surgery. I mean, this is a situation where like, yeah, Tua's got a hip and, and that's concerning, but like, I mean, people laugh off ACLs now, laugh them off. Hunter Henry tore his ACL in OTAs and he ended up almost played that season. I mean, like Philip, it's, it's just not a big deal. Medical technology should get us past that. If you want, if you taking, taking Justin Herbert because he's healthy, 
overtaking Tua because he's an obviously better player would have been a disastrous pick. It is Drew Brees versus Dante Culpepper 2.0, and the Ooh. Dolphins didn't make the same mistake going down that path. Um, how much do you think that, do you think at all if, if Nick Saban's words and comments informed the Dolphins, uh, Chip? He was, he was adamant that Tua is healthy and one of the most important players that has ever come through, uh, Alabama's program. I think that his, Yes, but I think that he's going to be doing that for all of his players. I mean, did, we've seen the same thing or heard the same thing about Jedrick Wills, right? Like, I'm not all over Jedrick Wills. Like, I would fight to go and draft Jedrick Wills, but Nick Saban's telling any coach or GM who's out there, like, yes, you should. He's the best offensive lineman. He's going to do his job when it comes sure. to this kind of stuff. But I think that what Nick Saban can attest to is probably the way that uh he's responded from injury in the past and – I don't know, man. I just Nick Saban has had uh, since he got to Alabama a first round pick every single season since 2009, and he's now with Tua Tagovailoa, his first quarterback. He's checked off every single position: quarterback, oh, wow. running back, wide receiver, tight end, tackle, guard, center, D end, D tackle, linebacker, corner, safety. Tua gives you bingo. That is incredible. That is what we call this on this podcast a fun. Fact. Um, look, I, I just, I just think that to the Tua thing, of course, it's unfortunate they got hurt and he missed the last part of the season. But again, like, if you just, it's just a certain point you have to quit getting caught up in draft season, SZN, and care more about what you saw for multiple years with your own eyeballs on the football field. I don't and think Tua, people watched Alabama. I think Alabama beat up on too many teams. I really think that that's like Alabama's stomped a bunch of teams when Tua was the quarterback, and I really think that played a big role in people not watching. I mean, I got stuck with a lot of live blogs where I could tell that I was like, oh, wow, I'm the third most important game right now, but I'm sitting here covering Alabama, and I know that it's a 21-point game, but guess who's still executing the offense at full go with, like, ridiculous efficiency? It's Tua Tagovailoa. Like, I, I think that Alabama, because there were so few truly competitive games – Throughout its run with Tua as the starting quarterback, I think a lot of the details of execution were like the the success was normalized. You're like, oh yeah, of well, course. Well, you're that not you don't you don't you don't fire up a Bama game when it's like 35 to seven in the in the third quarter. You know, like like oh Bama's playing Ole Miss. Yeah, I could definitely get down with watching them. Uh, it's 35 to seven. You know what? Uh, unless you have the over under, like you're just not getting. You know what I mean? You're just I not mean, getting down with it. So go back to uh go back to when Jacob Coker was Alabama's starting quarterback, yeah. and Nick Saban was like, ahem, we're giving it to Derrick Henry 45 times a game. This yeah. is Jacob Coker, you get one pass to Calvin Ridley per game on play action, and it's going to be a 65-yard touchdown that Lane's going to call. But other than that, you're just handing the ball off. And then to see that head coach then transform into, hey, Tua, here's Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. go spread them loose, go four or five wide, and just dice people up. It's yep. – Incredible. It's an incredible um, testament to who Tua is as a quarterback that Saban changed what he was comfortable with offensively. Well, as it often happens in the National Football League, as we're supposed to say in NFL businesses, the National Football League, uh, quarterbacks go high. Tua goes number five and then coming right on his heels, number six to the Los Angeles Chargers, a, uh, a draft decision that will reverberate for half a decade or and more. Uh, in terms of how people will scrutinize these two teams, because Justin Herbert of Oregon taken number six by the Los Angeles Chargers. 
I don't like. Her. I mean, I think Justin Herbert's a perfectly nice human being, and and and, and like, and he's very physically talented. I don't like him as a quarterback. I don't like his ball placement. I don't like how he doesn't step into throws. I think he uses his physical skill set too much. I don't think he has any anticipation. I do, however, you know, if I'm going to pick a fit for him, this is not a bad one because he doesn't have to be the franchise savior for a. Uh, a passionate fan base that was hoping for Tua Tungavailoa. He's going to uh, L.A. to be the pretty boy on a on a on a on a on a, on a ticket booklet, and he's probably going to sit for the first year behind Tyrod Taylor. After Oregon won some of its most significant games down the stretch, the player who they wanted to talk to for the post-game on-field television interview was next year's number two overall pick, offensive tackle Penny Sewell. Mm. The face of Oregon football was not Justin Herbert. It was Penny Sewell and the offensive line and the defensive front and linebacker Troy Dye. Look, you're right. He's got all the physical tools. But the reason why you will hear people be a little bit shy about Justin Herbert, it's because we continue to push our expectations out. I mean, he came back for his senior season when he could have been a first-round NFL draft pick at the quarterback position. And we're like, okay, you're coming back. We're going to push the expectations out further. And for the team, yes, you won the Pac-12 championship. You won the Rose Bowl. For Mario Cristobal's Oregon program, that was great. But I'll say again, the face of that team was not Justin Herbert. He just happened to be the most sexy NFL draft pick. So, yeah, they used his face on the graphics, so it would show up in the bottom corner of the screen. But after the field, after the game on the never, field, never lived anywhere other than Eugene, Oregon. Like, I just, um, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a. He's soft. I had, like, I can't, I can't. Like, he, you know, he didn't want to live anywhere else. Like, type of guy. He's like, I don't live that far from my parents. But like, the whole thing and just his sort of approach to it, I think he'll fit in well in the Los Angeles vibe. I don't know how he will. I, and I think that offense with Anthony Lynn and the desire to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, take play action shots down the field. I think that could work for him. I just can't buy into him as a prospect, and I think that Miami made the great decision to take Tua, and I question the Chargers' decision to take Justin Herbert. I had him 28. I ranked Ryan Wilson had him 60. Oh, as his overall prospect? Yeah, 60th. Wow. And the Chargers, look, look, you got to you got to sell some tickets. You need a pretty face. It's great. Uh, and look, Tom Telesco has done a good job of evaluating talent, so maybe it works out. Um, but. I just question the play. I would give the Dolphins an A minus. Um, it would be an A, but they were a pain in the ass for three weeks. Um, <laughs> with, the, with the, dude, the Jordan Love smoke screen rumors when it got out of control. I look, I look, Adam Beasley is like one of my good friends in in the media, and I was like, he's like did an article. Where it was like based on what we understand, the Dolphins' current quarterback board is Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Jacob Eason. Oh no, it's Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, and then Tua. It's like that, that is not true. Tua is not your fourth guy. So I'm giving him an A minus, an A for making the right pick, a minus for being a pain in my ass. And, uh, I'm going to give the Chargers a, um, probably a D plus. Cause I just don't, I like, I respect the hustle and the quarterback. I can't get down with Justin Herbert. All right. I'll give, uh, the Dolphins an A plus. I think that they saw Tua with what he called himself to be an 80% ankle show up in the Orange Bowl against Oklahoma in the playoff semifinals last year and uh, lead Alabama straight down the field for four touchdowns and four straight drives on an 80% ankle. And they were like, well, you know what? He's in our hey, building. Can we keep him here? Like, hey, hey, and also, look, the, the Dolphins, you know what the other thing they did that may be kind of smart? They kept acting like they were desperate to trade up for Joe Burrow. 
Mm. I don't know if that was true. They were always tanking for Tua, and they still won some games to develop some culture and then got Tua anyway. So maybe it is an A instead. I mean, look, credit to you did what you had to do in the smokescreen season. Uh, what about for you on Herbert? I, I, I would love for Justin Herbert to prove me wrong, but I'm, I'm just not, I'm not in. It's just, you know, you buy or sell the stock, and I'm a sell. Me too. All right, so you're you going C minus? Yeah. See, see my, I listen, I, I can never, uh, judge anybody on the grading scale. You know, I'm in no position to talk on that side. Same. <laughs> so C minus. Hey, believe me, pal, I know D pluses. Yeah. Treat, treat others as you want to be treated. C minuses at least keep you moving. That's so I'll give out a C minus here. All right, Chip, the great Chip. All right, I don't know why I'm saying the great Chip Patterson. This is in both of our feeds, the Cover 3 podcast and the Pick 6 podcast. If you love college football and you listen to Pick 6, go check out Cover 3. And if you love, uh, the NFL, or you just like football, and you're a Cover 3 listener, come on over and hang out with us. We're daily. We're NFL. Chip, uh, I look forward to the ban, the, the, the stay at home order being removed so we can grab a beer sometime. Um, don't listen. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to start transitioning to college football. It, we've got a nice little library that we're building with this spring gleaning series. And I know a lot of our listeners have said it's really good just to check out of all the insanity that's going on because it really is like sitting down with an old school preview magazine where like the entire episode is just going to be the ACC Atlantic division. And we're just going to be going deep dives on every single team. I so like we're, we're done with the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the ACC. That's all in the Cover 3 feed. We get back next week with the Big Ten SEC after that. So I think it's going to be some timeless content. But go ahead and download it, subscribe to the feed, and put it on uh, your mobile device. Always good to talk to you, buddy. See you soon. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.